Hello everybody and welcome to episode 26 of Screen Champs. I'm your host Dubs, here with my co-host, the Madman Moon. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? How you doing? How you feeling? Feeling good. I drank this uh, hipster beer, so I'm feeling very hipstery. Nice. Alright, I just, uh, I would like all, <laughs> all of our listeners to angry tweet uh, us saying, Oh, I thought you guys drank Bud Lights. I thought you were better than this. Why are you drinking oh. hipster beer? Because that's, I feel, I almost feel betrayed. I, yeah, I feel like I, and you know what's funny on my Twitter handle, I'd like tweeted at Bud Light to try to win a cooler. So I mm. hope they do not listen to us because I will not get that cooler. And that would be depressing. Well, yeah. I mean, but imagine, imagine getting a Bud Light cooler and put it, what's the beer called you're drinking? Ah, you know what? It's, all right. It's New Belgium Captain Dynamite IPA. Yeah, that's dumb. So. That's, <laughs> that's like too a, much. Just too it's much. It's like a school man, and he has those uh, like Air Force airplane like goggles and like the little like pilot hat. But he's a skull. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're allowed to change. You know, you, you're all you're just a beer guy, so you just drink I'll it discriminate. all. Discriminate. I'll discriminate. But if you were percentage wise, Bud Light versus other beers, what's if your of your total beer consumption? What percentage is Bud Light? Bud Light. I want to say it's like a four point two. No, no, no. That's just, that's the that's the alcohol by volume, the ABV. I'm talking about oh. your beer <laughs> consumption. Beer <laughs> How much is Bud Light percentage wise in your total beer consumption? That's I I want to say like like it for sure makes up like fifty percent, fifty percent. And then what's yeah. the next highest? The next highest, man. Maybe Lagunitas. Yeah, but percentage wise, where's it at? Well, so no, I I'd say fifty percent Bud Light. I'd say like twenty percent, like Modelo. Okay. Like another twenty. That's a variation of like, like I, I maybe the other twenty is mixed between Pacifico and Corona, and then like the other ten percent is like just a mixture of Budweiser and just any IPA like Lagunitas. Okay, for sure. So this is like a rare occasion. This um. Uh, Jack Skellington, whatever the sh- what it was called that you're drinking Correct. right now, got me by the marketing. I just saw it. I thought it looked cool. I got it. The percentage was a little bit higher, so I was like, "Oh yeah." As someone who probably still orders the same thing from McDonald's that I did when I was like 10 years old, I just am blown away that you just saw something interesting and bought it because that just doesn't <laughs> compute in my head. But uh, well, that's okay. I've also had a lot of bad. I, I I have a lot of bad purchases. I have a lot of moments where. <laughs> I buy something because I want to be a little different, and it just sucks. It, just stick with the your favorites. You're you, hey Dubs, you're better than me, man. Copy that because I right. wasted a lot of money. Nothing sucks more than like postmating like a food item or just some food for like thirty bucks, and you take a bite and it's just trash. Yeah, I'm not willing to postmate places I haven't been already, except pizza. Pizza is okay. That's the one exception, but otherwise. I'm not I'm not gonna postmate like the Mexican food spot nearby. Like I just don't if you don't know, you don't know. I'm not just gonna spend thirty bucks to get some nasty ass tacos. I've I've received those nasty ass tacos dubs and I believe it. They're not good, man. They're disappointed. But otherwise I mean it looks cool. You know, it's a cool looking beer. No, it's hey, the last it's a one. Cool I'm beer. excited cool to get beer. rid of it. We just hey man, we said some things in the pod. That's all. We took some hard stances. <laughs> we uh, we we hurt some feelings, you know. Someone might have been drinking an IPA, and we're just, ha loser, you know. You <laughs> put more gel in your mustache. Like, hey, what the hell? So maybe they'll be stoked. Right now, I'm drinking a can of Coke, just Coca-Cola. It's really good. It's really good. Like that red, that red can. Mm-hmm. I love it. Delicious, delicious. 
the movie that we're going to review uh, today, I uh, while I was in the theater watching it, I kept hearing a lot of cans opening and just people giggling and laughing. And I'm judging hard. I'm like, look at these drunks in here. Mm. How dare they? And then the movie ended, and I checked that roll, and it was all just red Coca-Cola cans. Oh, which is still annoying, still annoying. but it's fine. As someone who is has snuck uh, food into the movies before, as I'm sure all of us have, I usually still buy a soda. That's always like something I buy. Now, food, I'm, I might have a whole like foot-long Subway sandwich, some candy, you never know. <laughs> but I always buy a soda. It just feels like the right thing to do. You have no shame. Oh, I got some shame. I mean, I hide it. I don't, you know, it's not on my forehead or anything. Like, I, <laughs> there's definitely shame involved. It's not. It's not a proud moment. You're just in the back. Does that affect what seat you choose? Like, do you sit closer to the back then? Because 100, I try to avoid people anyway. But um, honestly, I'm a big fan of uh, the handicap seats or like the seats around the handicap spot. Oh, okay. I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, can I just get those? And people are like, oh, well, actually, they're from like, hey, you know what? If anyone needs it, I'll move. And then uh, it's like, all right, just give me the fucking seats. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I like them. I feel like they're the perfect just distance from the screen. I like being up close. So I, I don't I tend to go too far back. I'll sit in the front if I have to. I mean, yeah, if, you, if I have to. Yeah. I'll sit in the front. But that's never, that's never like a thing. Or like pre-COVID, I'd make friends. There was this Hispanic family once. I remember I was very tired. I sat with that Hispanic family. I was next to grandma, you know, and I was take. I feel like I was oh taking gosh. care of grandma. I feel like they were happy. They were like, great. Like now grandma has a caretaker during this movie. It was revenant. There's no way they felt that way. There's no way. way. They There's gave probably, me popcorn. I cannot think of a more unwelcome like meeting place than just a movie theater <laughs> when you're with your family. The last pop- thing I, didn't I say want anything, they probably thought I was mute or something. They gave me popcorn. I was next to grandma. There was a moment it was scary, and she like, they're like, oh, and she like kind of grabbed me by the arm. I was like, it's okay, grandma. Yeah, I would be like, hey, why is this tired guy in his mid twenties sitting directly next to our family? Is that really necessary? Oh yeah, I would have moved. Honestly, I would have moved. No, you would have made me. Hey, you need to leave. <laughs> grandma doesn't feel comfortable. Because you never know. It's all reserved seating. So you never know what seat you're going to get. If that's your seat, whatever. Because there's a hey, people do it. <laughs> people just, you know, it could be a full theater. Someone will be like, I'm going to sit next to this person. Because there's weird people out there. But, yeah, if there's if there's space in the theater and someone sits right next to me, I will move. You're like, well, well I'm not going to sit here no more. Oh, 100%. I'll move, but I'll move backwards. See, that's when I do move backwards. Like, I'll move back and then judge from behind. Like, cause I'm not gonna move in front and then give them the upper hand. I'm not gonna see the attack coming. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, no, no one ever talks to me in the theater. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> someone's like, "Hey, what's up? Are you excited?" You're like, "Ha!" Oh. You just like get up and leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. People talk about so many things, like and how people feel uncomfortable in public, and you know, cat calling and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I've consistently ignored people I don't know. My whole entire life. And if everyone would just do the same, I think people would feel more comfortable. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it, I, I just hate being hit on. You know what I really hate? When I'm in the movie theater and someone's just talking to me. Yeah. I don't know you. Has anyone ever Shut attacked up. your grandmother during The Revenant? <laughs> no, she attacked me, bro. I was harassed. I don't know. Man. I was what tired. Were, what were you wearing? I was dark. Everything was dark. Black everything. They were like, oh, okay, great. Grandma has a caretaker. And then they just jammed out. Had a great time. 
But they did give me popcorn. That's so weird. Yeah, they, I mean, they thought you, they probably thought you were drunk. They probably, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, whatever. Hey, man, good for you. I'm happy you had that experience, and I'm happy I haven't had that experience. You know what I mean? I'm glad <laughs> sure. it seemed like that family, for whatever reason, felt comfortable with you being there with them, and that's a beautiful thing. You know that that's people helping people. You were touching the grandma. I don't know exactly what. No, I didn't touch grandma. Her. No, I didn't touch grandma. She, she touched, touched you. You touched her scary. with the so bear yeah. attack. With the bear attack, Leo, she got spooked. Yeah, it's a it's a long scene. So um, so I don't know what was going on <laughs> during the whole scene. He ends up wearing the bear. I don't know if you wore her. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad I haven't had that experience. But so I think you know, different strokes for different folks. I make a lot of friends. I have a lot of weird people on Facebook. I'm like, how did I meet this person? And I remember <laughs> yeah. that one time at that one concert. I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely witnessed you just add people on Instagram and then uh, me not do it. Right at the same time, like just <laughs> I just see him be like, Hey, what's your Instagram, bro? Like, oh, sick, sick. And I'm just standing there, like, Hey, what's up, Doug? I just don't say another word. I'm like, I don't, I don't, do you have an Instagram? Instagram? You're like, Nah, nah, I mean, I do, but no, uh, no, oh, it's good. Man. I don't need to, I don't need to lock this in, you know, but yeah. I respect it. I respect it, man. It's not a bad thing, it's not a bad That's thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> there was one for sure at Dave and Buster's. I don't remember why, like. We were just waiting for I remember a game. That. I'll probably cut this out. Yeah, we were like waiting for a game and they shut all the games off. Like it was like 1 30 or whatever time and they just shut everything off. And then everyone collectively was like, what the hell? You know, because people had, you know, money and games or whatever. And so then they went around crediting everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's when that was the time. I was like, I'm going to grab this guy's Instagram. I'm like, hey, <laughs> all right. It was, I grabbed the girl. So it was like his oh, girlfriend's. Yeah. I grabbed hers and then I grabbed his. Yes. I didn't know. I was being friendly. I wasn't hitting on her. I was just being friendly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'll get his too. Because then they, or else I'll just look like I'm hitting on this woman. True. True. And I was just trying to make friends. Trying to give her that grandmother treatment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I deleted them anyway, though, because I, I don't talk to these people. I just have these random. It's like, do you want to buy followers or do you want to just befriend <laughs> everyone that you come across to? Because that's. That's a little bit more genuine. It's like, oh wow, your follower count and following count's very high. Oh, I, I just follow everyone I meet. Oh, so you didn't buy those? No. But maybe I should just buy them. I do like hitting people with like the quick little like the little phrases, like the stereotypical phrases. You know, like walking in, maybe an old lady at the Walmart greeter, like, hey, don't work too hard. You know, she'll be like, oh, okay. You know, I like stuff like that. <laughs> I do like hitting people with those. But that's it, you know, like, and only only people that are working, you know, like, I'm never, like, just another civilian, but hey, don't work too hard, and like, what the fuck, you know, like, I don't, <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, like, so, walking the greeter. But that's your swagger, like, you've got this old soul, you know, that's your swagger. But if, if the conversation goes any further than that, I'm frazzled. Like, oh, I won't work too hard. Where do you work? And I'm like, wait, what do you, what, what, what? Like, what? <laughs> you responded? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> No. Don't you know we're in assimilation? You're not supposed to respond. <laughs> You're supposed to say, okay, honey, thank you. I won't. And that's it. Yeah. That's, all I need. that's all I need. It's crazy. All right. Well, here, let's, let's, let's hop in here. Uh, we got some, we got some news today. Uh, and that's all it is. It's news. We'll call them uh, long hits from now on. We got Marvel Studios released a little phase four teaser trailer. They're pulling on all the hard strings. Uh, man, man, did you see this little teaser video they put out? I did, and I freaking loved it. Okay, the heartstrings are pulled. I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like Stan Lee's talking, 
Yeah. So I, I'm emotional, a little sad. Mm-hmm. And then they just play all these scenes. And Marvel just does a good job making me emotional. Okay. And, and I loved it. I loved it so much. It, it got me That's excited great. for what's to come because of what has happened. Because of the past. Everything they did in the past mm. got me excited for what's to come. I'm excited for his new phase. They're introducing a lot of new stuff. I mean, as they have before. I mean, they've th- there's been plenty of stuff where people are like, is this going to work? And then it always does. So they definitely threw out that little reminder like, hey, not a big flex, but we've kind of changed the way movies are released and studios have tried to copy us and we're kind of taking over the world. We're Marvel. Yeah. We're here. Uh, Stan Lee's dead, but he's still doing voiceovers for us. Like, this is the real deal. We are Marvel. Don't forget that. I think definitely the highlight of it for me wasn't any of the new footage, but seeing the old event, they played a little clip of the fan reaction to Avengers, oh. uh, like opening night and that stuff. I, I saw that video separately recently on something else and I almost got like emotional, like yeah. hearing the crowd cheer and yeah. it's been so long since I've been in an environment like that. And it's like, oh, that's, it's great. Like, I like that. Um, so I, I did enjoy them adding that in. Yeah, hands down, probably like the best movie cinematic experience I ever had was just Ooh. that that scene. I it it hit me so hard, so invested. When he grabs uh, Thor's little hammer and he's like Avengers, you know, boom, assemble, and then dun yeah. dun, and everyone's just coming out of portals. Like that whole like I remember being in in the audience yelling. Everyone just hyped up for that. Um, I love that they showed it. I think they they for sure probably edited it a little bit because there's these like black figures in it, and it they look so like just like yeah, they look a little fake. It looked like mystery science theater a little bit, like just yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And then I'm thinking like, like I could you know that YouTube video or whatever that you saw from like the fan reaction of that because mm-hmm. I've seen so many of those. There's so many good ones too, um just fan reactions in the movie theaters. But then I started thinking like, wow, this guy was in the theater recording it. And like, can't you like not do that? Yeah. Well, there's that's that like reality always stresses me out a little bit. And then it annoys me for being stressed out. But I always think about stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, this is a cool video. So y'all, y'all were just recording the whole ass movie or what? Like, what do you think? If, if that person is next to me, I'd probably be with them, you know, like hugging them while we're recording. If they're next to you during that recording, you, you might have them escorted. Oh yeah. I'd be like, hey, bud, first of all, you shouldn't have sat next to me. That was your first mistake. I don't like people. <laughs> Second of all, you're not supposed well, to be recording here. And all I can think about is the fact that you're recording and thinking everyone's judging me for not doing something about it. So you're ruining my movie experience and you need to leave. <laughs> and that's honestly probably exactly how I would feel. There's nothing. I think that like um, I think that people that talk in theaters, like that, just talk are like psychopaths. I think there's yeah. I just oh man. Well, like how so? Because my mom talked. She asked me questions during the movie. I, yeah. I get hit with a lot of questions. Yo, I think you need to figure out maybe like a writing situation. Give her a notepad or something like that. Because I just don't think there's. I, <laughs> I just she's just writing things. You gotta figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> broken Spanish, <laughs> and I'm like, see, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Or you know, if if you know, like if you know, questions are coming up, you seclude yourself as much as possible. Like you're in the back <laughs> corner of the theater, and and whispers only. You know, whispers only. Uh, and then that's it. Because now there's some kind of people. You know, there's people that have a full on conversation, like we're having right now. They'll just do it in the middle of the movie. Wild stuff. Yeah, people that, that answer phones that. in the theater. 
You cannot do that. Or like, I, I, I feel like those are, people still do that. It's like murder. And it's not actually like murder because murder is obviously worse. But I just think like, I think someone who's capable of like saying, you know what? I don't give a shit what anyone in this room thinks. I'm just going to answer my phone. I think they're capable of killing someone as well. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a big jump from one to the other. Psychopath. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's like a little theory. I've had that theory my whole life. <laughs> but that scene, though, I mean, like all that aside, man, that scene was so tight. Just being in the theater. Oh, yeah. Talking about, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. End all game. comes together. For them, including in, like, in there, because there's a phenomenon of people recording these moments and just storing it on YouTube. And and they included that in there, and I think mm. they like, hey, like we are connected. Remember that that, that scene brought everyone connected yeah. in that movie theater. All strangers, everyone was in there cheering for the Avengers. I'm excited to see more stuff like that. You know, the rest of the teaser they kind of showed some new footage. Well, not much new footage. They showed a little bit of footage from the Eternals, which is the Chloe Zhao movie coming out. Yeah, who just won Best Director for Nomadland, um, but Nomadland was super boring. So in my mind, Eternals is going to be super boring until further notice. <laughs> I have no. It's and the little clips it's like they showed, Nomad Land with superheroes. Yeah, the clips they showed kind of looked a little boring too. I mean, they were very, very quick clips. It was probably like yeah. three seconds of film. But it, I would say it, no one was fighting. That's for sure. It that's was just true. people standing and just looking at a, you know looking afar, looking at. It definitely felt like things. a stylized uh, Nomad Land. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> And they tease Fantastic Four, which is, is cool. I'm excited for that. They do tease Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four, which feels like it, it, it's one of those things where it's just been done so poorly so many times. <sighs> oh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. But, you know, Marvel always comes through. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. We start off with Black Widow, right? So just give me Black Widow. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's going to I mean, it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to be good, but maybe but maybe why not? Why not? What what has Marvel done besides make Black Widow the most boring Avenger thus far to make you think it won't be good? I mean, would That's you rather watch true. Black Widow or Hawkeye? Black Widow. Oh, dang. See, I would have picked Hawkeye. I feel like he's more interesting. But hey, well, there you go, Black Widow. Be- You're getting your movie. <laughs> well, Hawkeye would be a sad. It'd be sad, I think. Well, yeah, he's sad. He hasn't had the chance to really show his skills yet. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't think it'd be, it'd be like a sad Hawkeye movie where he's just like, in depression, like drinking all the time or something. Ooh. Shooting shooting at deers or like <laughs> just, just shooting at stuff in his yeah. backyard. He's probably got like a hunting license and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's not bad. It sounds kind of good. Unless it's like a Hawkeye, like, you know, like freaking intense action killing movie where he's just killing people with his bow and arrow. I mean, that's 100% what it would be if they made a Hawkeye movie. It's not like they'd be like, all right, we're going to do a day in the life. Which day? Eh, probably one of the boring ones. Like, no, it's going to be it's gonna be a cool day. <laughs> An exciting day. Yeah, they're going to pick his most exciting days. For sure. <laughs> That's true. Black Widow, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. They, it got me more excited for it because I, I just want to get back into the Marvel just feels and just get back into this world. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since uh, WandaVision because I did not see Falcon. And the Winter Soldier. I probably should watch that. I wonder if you're talking about Marvel. And yeah. Finish like, I can't wait to get back into this world. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's out. out. <laughs> it's here. They just didn't get my man alone, so I just got turned off. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right. Next up, super. the next Superman is going to be black. So okay. it's like, 
yeah, this is Warner Brothers has committed to a black director and a black actor for the next Superman movie. Madman, what are your thoughts here? I'm down. I'm down for a black Superman. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool because they've tried to do this before in the past, mm. and it'll be cool just to see a new take on it. The only thing I don't like is that I really liked Henry Cavill. Mm. Uh, his Superman, and I, I, I liked what DC was trying to do. It seems like that might be done. So I don't know if this Superman's going to be connected to that world, or if it's kind of just like a standalone thing. Yeah. So, but, so that's the only thing that I, that kind of troubles me. But I'm, yeah, I'm done to see it. I'm done to see a black Superman. So this one is standalone. Uh, same as oh, okay. the new Batman movie is also going to be a standalone. This one is standalone as well. We've we've seen like standalone movies be great, like the Joker. That was, I think, intended to be standalone. I I don't like when they're like, okay, that's so well, let's create like a universe, let's create like another movie and let's introduce because it kind of takes away from the movie. Seems like DC can't get their universe together anyway, and it's been pretty much nothing but unsuccessful movies. So I think the standalones might just be where they're better. They might they might have to go back to that and kind of scrap everything because everything else doesn't seem to be working for him. This is probably going to be good. What I don't want is for, you know, so there was a lot to talk about Michael B. Jordan possibly playing Superman. Yeah. I feel like you got to give someone else a chance here. Let's give someone else a chance. Let's give someone new, maybe someone like a little unknown, you know, something, just something new. But it is cool that Warner Brothers is committed to getting a black director and a black actor. And uh, the thing that kind of read weird is I guess there's talk that this might be a 20th century period piece, and uh, what? Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> what does that I don't even know. mean? I don't know, man. He's just going to be like breaking rocks and building pyramids. I also don't know what the 20th century really means, to be honest. Like, if you're like, "What year is that?" and I was like, Ugh. "20th century Fox." Like, I don't understand. So there's that. <laughs> it's like early 19. 19- I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, should I, I just Google it? I'm just going to Google it. Let's see. Just Google 20th century. Because 20th century <laughs> Fox makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> but then it's like, what is that? Is that like 1903? Like, what? Like, All right, 20th is century that? is... Oh, well, dude, this is... <laughs> see? Okay, so it could mean a lot of things. This is January 1st, 1901 to December 31st, 2000. Wow. So this could be in the early 1900s, or it could be us watching The Matrix in theaters, you know, in 1999. Like, it could be anything. We don't know. It's all over the place. So <laughs> You said, like, is this him just building pyramids and stuff? Like, <laughs> what year is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, can, I can also look that up. Pyramid year. Because that would be kind of cool to see it back then. And it's like, how they build the pyramids? It's like, oh, he just carved them with his eyes. That's a- Like, in the beginning, it starts off with them, like, dusting off, like, a stone, and it shows, like, little black Superman, and then it goes a little flashback. I like it. Uh, I also think right now we're in a situation where the public discourse, maybe for the first time in a long time, is not going to be up in arms about it. And the other thing, too, is, now, I don't know much about comics, but there has been black Superman comics, like, made from D.C., Mm-hmm. Like it's happened already, so it's like, oh, he's Superman's supposed to be white. It's like there's literally been black Superman before, so just yeah. chill out. It's all good. I I know people like when I looked it up and stuff, like, like just the news about it. I know there's a lot of people that kind of wish DC show some love for some other black characters that that they just are not, um, like Static Shock really support even black lightning i know black lightning has like a tv show and stuff and that'd be cool rather than just doing another superman movie but i still think the superman movie would be great um because if it's anything like 
Man of Steel, which I freaking loved. I think that's like the best Superman movie that's that you've ever made. And that felt like it could have been a standalone movie too. And then it turned into this weird, like justice league universe that they forcefully tried to make and it didn't work out well. And now it's kind of safe, but um, yeah, I mean, show some love to static shock. I just want to see a static shock movie, man. Static shock is freaking dope. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I have no idea who, who or what static shock is. Oh, uh, static shock, man. This is dope. He has like electrical powers. He's like from the hood. He, uh, there's a whole cartoon show back in the day uh, about it. And, uh, oh, is he like surf on like a trash can lid or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah my dude was seen that. walling out. His best friend, like Richie, like he was like a gadget guy. Um, okay. Then maybe I do know who he is. There you go. Yeah. All right, man. You want to, you want, you want to guide us through? So, so our next segment here is about some MTV reality shows. These are near and dear to the madman's heart. I know from a young age, especially starting with what? Laguna Beach, right? Oh, big fan. Yes. Laguna Beach. And I actually, I used to rock with Laguna Beach back in the day. I did like Laguna Beach. I think it was, I was this big LC fan. Uh, yeah, I liked her a lot. But, but run down some of uh, MTV reality royalty going on right now. Big news. Both of these shows are premiering uh, May 12th. And it's The Hills, The New, the Hills, New Beginnings, and Siesta Key. Uh, so Siesta Key already had a few seasons, and The Hills, New Beginnings, this would be the second season, and this is kind of a reintroduction of The Hills. Okay. Um, it's got a lot of people that you love, like uh, Brody Jenner. It's got Justin Bobby. It's got Tommy Lee's son, Brendan Lee, who is a kid. He's like the kid in there, and uh, I don't know why he's in there, but you know that's just how the show is. This is just rich people in Hollywood, and they're you know gossiping and, and just causing drama. But Kristen Cavallari is coming back on here. It says like she's a guest, but I think she's really into just kind of stir some some shit up and just kind of get things going with maybe Spencer Pratt and freaking Heidi and and just cause drama. It's 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 funny just watching these grown ass adults just still like just you know creating drama, hooking up with each other, fighting with each other and just just being the worst. But I freaking love it so much. And Siesta Key is just rich kids living in Siesta Key, and they're just rich, man. That's all it is. They're influencers. A lot of them look differently now because they've all had like plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. um, but but Seth Rogen's a fan of that show. It's freaking funny that Seth Rogen like is a big fan of that show and tweets about it. And you know the cast members are like, "Thank you so much, Seth Rogen. This is great. You know, this is exactly <laughs> what we needed." Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Siesta Key, man. I it's almost because the Hills is everyone from Laguna Beach, but now they're older, right? Or from well, so from no, so they're from the Hills. Um, oh, like, that was another it, show. Huh? It started with like uh, it started with LC though. So LC. She was in Laguna Beach, and then she came to Los Angeles for fashion, and then mm. the Hills happened. Okay. And so they continued it without her, but that's what's a big deal that Kristen Cavallari is coming back because Elsie just has not been part of the show. She's not going to be part of the show. And last season, they had, like, um, Misha Barton for, again, a, a weird reason. I don't know why Misha Barton was on it. The Hills, I did try and watch The Hills, New Beginnings. I, I, man, I couldn't get through it. But Siesta <laughs> Key, I think I watched like two episodes, and I, I wanted to love it because, well, you're the one who got me to watch Florida Shore. And I was like, yeah. I like this. This is wild. Like, these people that are was out of like control. A, that was like a good pick from the Man Man Moment. Oh, yeah. I was, I was all about it. And then, so I thought, hey, maybe I'm a reality TV guy. And I just didn't know it. And then I got excited. I started recording everything. Dude, I was watching like shows on Bravo. 
about like, <laughs> oh, like damn. oh it got wild dude bravo has wild. a lot of reality a t-shirts, lot dude. of them and let me tell you i'm not watching any of them anymore <laughs> what i found out that i like is either people getting really trashed like floribama yeah and then just getting wild or the competition shows it's so like survivor big brother the challenge oh, yeah. like amazing race i ultimate love all beast that master. but oh hey don't get you throw on some <laughs> ultimate beast master around me i might lose <laughs> i might lose concentration and not know what's going on but man these these shows the drama's like not even that dramatic at least for the hills like the hills when i was watching i was like like adrena i think is the character was like oh like mm-hmm. we kiss but like he's not even calling me and I was like, the fuck am I watching right now? Like, I'm not going to watch this. And then <laughs> Siesta Key was a little different because it looked overproduced already. Like, yeah. like I was like, there's no way this is like, they're going to try and tell me this is real, right? And yeah. then I watched an episode and I was like, well, this is insane. Yeah, it's it's like the spirit of Laguna Beach. It's like the spirit of that with like those kind of scripted scenarios from the hills yeah. where they're like you know they're like hey so you're gonna meet up with this person at this bar and you guys are gonna talk about this and just go for it you know and and that's exactly kind of what it what it does but now it's like they're like influencers now like now they're just you know because we're in the world of influencers mm-hmm. but so now it's damn kind of fighting with each other because yeah. like you know friendships and there's a lot of backstabbing still too it's crazy how that happens but I, my dream is always like, man, I want to have a TV show with my friends, and we'll have those mm-hmm. scripted scenes where we meet up at a freaking Starbucks, and we're like, man, did, did you hear what happened last night? What happened last night? And boom, it's like a flashback of like last night, <laughs> and it's like just you know, we're like Florida short trash, just like fighting or something like that, and it's like back to the present. Everyone's like hungover, just drinking their coffee, like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm about to meet up with this person. Boom, it's like another one. You know, it's another yeah. drama stuff. Yeah, it's like reality, but it's not. I'm not excited that I don't have uh, access to it right now because there's some drama with my DirecTV. Um, so I got to figure <laughs> out like what freaking pirated website I'm going to have to go on and watch these episodes. And I hope I don't get any viruses, you know, like because I'm <laughs> going through some weird websites just to watch The Hills and CS <laughs> the Key when I could just pay for like um, like a provider, pay for like just do it right. You know, I could just do it oh, correctly. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to like find a way to like watch these. I might just go to my parents' house and just get my mom into um, the hills and uh, Siesta Key. There you go. Hey, good luck, man. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Next up here, we got a movie trailer for you. So this one just dropped, uh, I think, today, actually, for, well, today, whenever you're listening to this, it was before today. Movie trailer for Awake. So this is a Netflix original starring uh, Gina Rodriguez. And the synopsis here is, uh, after a devastating global event wipes out all electronics and eliminated people's ability to sleep, a former soldier may have found a solution with her daughter. Dun, dun, dun. So we got a thriller coming to you. This very much felt like Bird Box when I was watching it. That's definitely the vibe I got. I like Gina Rodriguez. I thought the movie looked pretty cool. What'd you think? Same. Yeah, I got the Bird Box vibes too. And this movie is interesting because people can't go to sleep. Mm. Like that's that's the struggle. Then it starts getting crazier because yeah, when you're up that long, things get a little crazy. Oh yeah. You could die. You know, you have to go to sleep. Yeah. So I'm down to see that aftermath because you know things are gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And then once people really can't sleep no more, right? And start going crazy, then you're gonna start seeing those like weird religious people that are over here like trying to do something. And you're gonna see the people that are like, Oh, we you know, we're just running this area now. We're you know, it's kinda like purgy, right? It's like the purge oh, yeah. where like now people are kind of putting 
matters in their own hands and they're destroying society like the best part right or is this family or whatever they're trying to run out they're trying to drive they see all these craziness they have gunshots like they have guns on them pointed at them and then the little girl is like wait wait i can sleep and then <laughs> yeah which is a yeah. wild way to get out of that situation but then yeah now mm-hmm. they have this girl and they're probably going to make some vaccinations or do something and figure out a way to <laughs> make people go to sleep yeah, dude. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? You just don't go to sleep. But yeah, because Freddy Krueger will murder you. Yeah. Well, we don't know that this this could be a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Like, at the very... You never know. You never know. It could be. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. With that little girl sleeping all the time. She's already dead. And that's another twist. And that's a tw- <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, Which man. is weird, it's- too, though, because you know there's going to be someone like, Hey, hey, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Hey, guys, she's sleeping. Let's get her. Let's, let's do something. You know? Yeah. Um, and just make some weird stuff. Like, just make weird. Like, it's, I don't know. It's so weird, but I love it because I don't know what's going on. So I'm super excited about it. It, it is an interesting co- concept, though. It is interesting. Oh, concept. yeah. No, it, it could be cool. But you and I both know the universal truth here is this movie's going to suck because it's on Netflix, which sucks because it looks cool. Like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, that looks like a good movie. That reminds me of Bird Box, which I did like, and that was on Netflix, but just because this is on Netflix, I know it's not going to be a good movie, and that kind of makes me sad, because I want to like it, and I know I'm going to hate it because it's on Netflix. I've, I'm really hoping this is just one of those good the exception? Netflix movies. It's the one, yeah, because it's like, all right, we're going to release one every week, um, like <sighs> five of them, you know, five through ten will be good. The rest are just, they're just filler. Yeah, ones. I'm already banking just- on... The Woman in the Window and Army of the Dead to be the good ones. So I just don't have room for Awake right now in my theories. Uh, but hopefully <laughs> I can find room for it at some point. Because what's interesting, too, is when we do our top 10 movies of the year, Ooh. some of these Netflix movies are going to they're gonna have to be in there, right? Not, not necessarily, man. We got, I mean, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, our, n- I mean none Army so of the far. Dead is the one that we're talking about. None so far? Really? Yeah. Well, what 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 heat have they put out for you? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I read an article. This is I this care is, a lot. Maybe. Oh, oh, that was pretty good. I did like that. There was a I read an article that said they took a joke out of Army of the Dead, and it was there was a zombie that had the, a naked zombie that had a bite out of its penis, and they decided to take it out because it was a little too much. And then I said, damn, they really did go all the way with this. Like, if that's like the joke that's too far, which I'm cool. Yeah, please take that out. I don't I don't need it. But, how, man, I can't imagine what else they left in. How would that have happened? Um, how? Well, you know, I mean, maybe he like, was. Wh- uh, was he still normal? And then he found a zombie and was a little lonely when I was like, hey. And then plot twist. I don't know. I mean, so I didn't think too much about it. But at, I, I promise <laughs> I didn't. But I guess at. at at the base level, I was like, okay, you need, you get bit, and that's how you become a zombie. So his bite just happened to be um, in the nether regions. It so, was just like an accident. Like he fell down, and then a zombie just bit wherever he could. Well, see, she. that's weird. So was he, yeah, maybe he was trying to see. I didn't look that, I didn't think that far into it, but yeah, he was probably trying to hook up with a zombie or maybe. Because it like, was a joke, right? Zack Snyder did that as a joke. Well, as a visual goof. Um, maybe which is funny i think it's funny because i would if i was dave bautista in this group of mercenaries and i see that zombie i would just i I wouldn't be scared i would just be like how did he get that bite like how did he get that bite i'd be scared because i mean i don't know it just it feels like a lot yeah i I guess i didn't go through the (laughs) the logistics it's something that could have happened afterwards for sure 
Um, because he was naked. I don't know if they're all going to be naked or not. I mean, it's Vegas too. This is Vegas. <laughs> it is. It's Vegas, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's Vegas. It's, you know, he was. For all we know, mm, he was poolside, right? He was in a cabana taking a nap, and then his girlfriend shows up, and he's like, "Oh, it's sweet," you know. And then she just bites him because she's a zombie, and it just mm. happened to be that spot. Okay, he was in the in the cabana at well, the people, or something. People wear clothes in the cabana, bro. I mean, this guy might have been just you know. <laughs> He's like, it's my cabana. I'm naked. That's, That's fair. I mean, well, it's, yeah. He was probably told not to, and then, but everyone became a zombie. That's true. He's <laughs> like, no one can tell me what to do. You're all zombies. I'm going to be nude right yeah. now. Yeah. How much is left? Yeah. He, for all we know, he's just a crazy guy. I'm excited. Well, now I kind of want the origin story for this guy. What's going on with this guy? <laughs> What's happening? Well, because that's like, because you see these zombies and you're like, how did they, like, how did this happen? How, you know, what's, what's going on here? How did this Elvis impersonator become a zombie? Mm. Were they doing the show and then boom, it just happened? Or like, you know, like what, where, how did this happen? I mean, he might've been on the street too. You know, they got those, everyone on the street, they got Transformers, they got Sonic, they got like the Teletubbies. They're all just out there. Just vibing with dirty, dirty costumes. Dirty costumes, bro. I'm excited for Army of the Dead now. I didn't even think I was going to talk about it during this trailer talk, but. Yeah, here we go. It man, just I started thinking about it for Netflix. Probably going to be the best movie of the year, man. I'm ex- I'm super excited. It's going to be a little long, and I'm but I'm here for it, and I just hope it's good. And Awake uh, is coming in at one hour and thirty six minutes. So Ooh. if it's not good, at least it won't overstay its welcome. And uh, and now hopping into our review, we're doing Wrath of Man. So this is uh, written and directed by Guy Ritchie. This is a remake. Of a 2004 French thriller, Le Conveyor, um, which I'm assuming means like the van or something the like conveyor. that. Starring Jason Statham, Holt McCallany, Jeffrey Donovan, Josh Hartnett. We got hitters here. Uh, much like uh, most of uh, Guy Ritchie's movies, just a bunch of dudes. This feels like a little bit more Guy Ritchie than some of the other movies he's done recently. I just found out that he did the new Aladdin and wrote and direct or directed wow. that, which blew my mind because wow. anyone that's seen old Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels knows that Aladdin is not really his thing. So he's given us Sherlock Holmes movies, King Arthur, Aladdin, a lot of breaks away from, I feel like what kind of made him who he is. Yeah. This is not a full turn back because it takes place in the U S most of his movies don't. Yeah. But he's got Jason Statham in there being a badass. Um, and so this definitely feels like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got the vibes. And I like that because when I see Guy Ritchie movies, I just want to be dangerous. It just makes me want to be a little dangerous. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And and it's the same thing. When I see Jason Statham, too, like when I was watching the movie, I say this on a fucking podcast where all we do is talk. I was like, you know what? I want to be more reserved. I like this. I like this guy. He's like yeah. keeping to himself. Yeah. And people want to know more about him because he's so reserved. Yeah. I, there's no fucking way I could ever. But <laughs> I always think that when I see movies like this. Um, but we got the Rotten Tomatoes here. It's a 66% from the critics and a 93% from the audience. So the audience is digging it. The critics are lukewarm. Madman, what are your thoughts on The Wrath of Man? It's a good movie. It okay. is a really good movie. Really good cinematic action experience. It reminded me like nobody, like kind of the same feel of nobody. Yeah. Where I was excited to just watch this movie play out the way it played out. 
there were some little scenes that I feel like were a little off. There is even some like so a few like characters that I feel were like a little off, either written poorly or I don't know. But the movie took a turn that I guess it was expected, but I was so excited and happy that it did because it kept me even more intrigued. I feel like there's even like two different movies in this movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jason Statham, like he. He, he's freaking so good. Like you're right. Like he he he's a man of little words, and he does so much. Super convincing, super scary. Oh yeah. Because you, you there's always mystery. You don't know what's going on, and in this character, right? You don't know what's going on because, like, the plot is it's nuts. Maybe if you give a plot description, it'll kind of help me figure out what the plot was. All right. So the plot description here is the plot follows H a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. So, I mean, that's that, that's kind of the um, what you get for the most part. I mean, look, like you're right about one thing. This this is a revenge movie. Uh, I feel like if you watch the trailer, it kind of gives that aspect away because when you're watching the movie, it doesn't necessarily play like a revenge movie immediately, but... Mm-hmm. By the time it was over, I was like, oh, this is just like, you know, another John Wick, nobody without remorse. Like, it's all kind of falls into that same category of like guy who's been wronged trying to right those wrongs. And, and in that and I think if the whole movie played straight like that, I would not have enjoyed it as much because I feel like I've seen so much of it recently. Yeah. But the way the movie played and I feel like we're kind of ruining that experience now for anyone who's going to watch it. But again, if you watch the trailer, it kind of already gives it away. It, it plays as like. You're just seeing the story happen, and you don't know what, you know, this character's incentives or reasons for doing these things are, but you know he's got, you know, a background. You know he's got a past. You know there's history here. You just don't know what it is. So as it's unfolding, it's very exciting, and and you're engaged, and Jason Statham's there just not saying words, but still acting like Jason Statham. He does a good job. It was intense. And then the movie kind of unfolds in really a weird narrative fashion. I I mean, I would argue not really well, actually, but it unfolds and you figure out exactly what's going on. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you're right about kind of feeling like a second movie. Like once once it unloads everything and kind of kind of gives you all the backstory, it pushes forward into... Well, I mean, a really good action set piece, honestly, which I feel like went on for quite a while. It's like the third act. The third act is where it kind of just oh yeah changes. And the movie does a confusing job, but I guess not really, of just like back and forth. So it's like present day, and then it's like months ago, and then it's like three weeks after that. There's a lot of back and forth of like kind of explain, and you know, that's used to kind of explain who this character is, H, they call him in the movie, what his character is and what his purpose is and and how it plays out. I, like, get it, there, you know, but there was a few scenes that I'm telling you where the dialogue wasn't that great, like Josh Hartnett's character. I feel like he was kind of super incompetent, and I, I like Josh Hartnett. I haven't seen him in a while, yeah, but I know he's really good in Penny Dreadful, and then he's, you know, good in a bunch of older movies that I loved, and I haven't seen him in a while, and so I was happy to see him, but his character was kind of like, 
like whack <laughs> yeah it's like sucks like i was hoping it would be a bigger character like scott eastwood's character was scott eastwood was great and i feel like i always like push for scott eastwood just to be good in movies i want him to be great but the last few movies i've seen him in haven't been that great like suicide squad and he had a small role in that one and, and the pacific rim movie the last one that they did he had like another role in that one that was kind of whatever but this one you know i i, I really enjoyed his character in this movie i really enjoyed who he was and um, there's that older guy that plays Bullet. I liked him. But they do such a good job in this world that Guy Ritchie creates. It was kind of done effortlessly. I you know, I kind of bought into this world. I kind of bought into these characters. I bought into you know what was going to happen. And, and it, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was good. At, you know, that third act, I'm telling you, definitely kind of picked it up for me. I, I've seen John Wick. I've seen nobody. I've you just saw it without remorse. And there's always these revenge movies, and they get a little bit repetitive. And I enjoyed how it unfolded because I feel like it kind of broke away from that. I didn't just stay on his character; it broke away. Yeah, I guess I, I enjoyed when I didn't know it was a revenge story. Really, I guess yeah. I enjoyed that first part where it was like he was just he was just a guy, and we didn't know anything about him. And like as it was unfolding, I just enjoyed that. Because the story is very basic, like the yeah. whole when you when you have all the pieces on the table, and so the way they chose to tell it felt a little odd. But I do think it brought some more to it. Uh, I couldn't disagree more about Josh Hartnett, though. You know, I was excited to see Josh Hartnett, yeah. and that excitement never left me. I was just happy the whole time he was on screen. Oh. <laughs> I wish he was there longer. I even though he his character was definitely like uh, not cool. He was not a cool guy at all. Josh Hartnett, he's always he's always got a he's always got a, a spot in my heart. And uh, fun fact, he's going to be in another Guy Ritchie film. It's in post production right now. So Guy Ritchie really? has also bought in to the uh, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> he has factory. a great name. His name is Boy Boy Sweat Dave. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a name, and that's just the kind of character he plays. It's he's definitely not a name that commands respect. That's for sure. <laughs> It does feel very Guy Ritchie, a lot of the characters, and they're, they are just kind of goons. You know, there's not much range with a lot of these characters. Yeah. They're just they're just dudes who are, I feel like Guy Ritchie, like if I were to sum up Guy Ritchie, I'd be like, oh, like, you know, drinking, smoking, willing to kill. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, you're, yeah. they're just, you know, those are, the, they're dangerous men, and that's just what they do. But he kind of makes them fun in a weird way. Yeah. I, I did like it's, the movie. But then by the end of it, I did think, oh, okay. So I've seen this before. It just confused me at first. There's this theory you have that you told me about how people have been a year removed from like the movie going experience, just watching movies in theaters, that when these movies are coming out, like Nobody and Wrath of Man, our expectations are so much lower now. Oh, yeah. That we rate them so much higher, especially with the audience score being 93 for this movie. Yeah. I think it's absurdly high. <laughs> yeah, it is and pretty high. your theory makes more and more sense. But then I I caught I got myself caught up watching this movie being like that dumb movie going gas, because I think my expectations were a little bit lower. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I know when we I think even before you watched it, you texted me, you're like, wait, what movie are we watching this week? So you had yeah. you you had no idea or expectations about this movie at all. Yeah. Yeah, so makes sense. I mean it's uh yeah, I I, I mean I, it's my theory. I definitely like it. I agree. I think uh I think people are just excited to see anything, especially with all these Netflix originals coming out that are rough. 
they're just like, hey, this is a good movie. Like, thank goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I, I agree with that. I think 93 is very high for the audience score as well. This is definitely charming. I think this is also something that Jason Statham, I wouldn't call myself, like, I feel like Jason Statham's done a lot of movies that I just did not hit for me. I feel like this was a little bit of a return to form. He was cool the whole time. The whole movie, I was like, Jason Statham is cool as hell. I like it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because there's mystery. You know, he does a good job, like, being mysterious. You don't know who he is. You don't know what his mm-hmm. purpose is. You don't know why he got this job. Because the movie starts off with just none of that. It starts off with this freaking bank, you know, truck just getting robbed. And then people get hurt. And it goes into the opening credits. And then the movie starts. And it's Jason Statham. And you're like, what? Wait, what? what just happened? Like, is that the whole point of the movie? Just that certain scenario, that certain scene? What happened? Like, who are these people? Why is this happening? It's crazy. Because then you're like, who is this guy? Like, who is this guy? And it's Jason saying, he's saying very little. There's still question marks. I'm like, what is his freaking motive? I got myself caught up in it, but the movie has his faults. Some of the stuff I didn't like was, like, I'm telling you, the competent characters, some weird directing choices I did not understand. Um, the effect of like the score that they use for scenes that were meant to be serious came off a little comical. Um, and, and just kind of the generic, just storyline. It's, it's pretty generic once you figure out what's, what's happening. I, I, I don't know if I liked it more than nobody, but I liked it. Well, I guess we're going to find out, um, with our scores coming up. How do you want to score this one? This one's a good one. We could do, shoot, you want to do like, Money trucks or like employee cards, scam yeah, cards, employee cards, headshots. We do headshots. We do there's um, a lot of headshots. What's like an obscure thing in the movie? Yeah, I was trying to think. Like, I really enjoy the scene towards the beginning, just where the guy's like, "Let me buy you a beer." And he's like, "Nah." Oh, and he's like playing pool, and then he let's like, do. He's like, "Let me buy you a beer." Yeah, like, bought beers. Yeah, bought beers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like not beers that you're consuming. The ones you like just yeah, yeah. bought to get someone a. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> yeah. Bot beers. Okay, I like that. I do like bot beers. <laughs> and again, that's just another cool Jason State. I was like, look at this guy being so cool. Yeah, wearing a cardigan, too. I've never seen a man wearing a cardigan. That's so scary. Oh, yeah. He's got it. <laughs> He's got it down. All right. Just so afraid bot, of him. So, uh, bot beers, hit us with your score, Madman. My score, I think I'm going to give it a 75. 75%. Oh, what'd you give nobody? I don't remember. Well, here I can I can pull it up real quick. All right, nobody, you gave it an eighty. Yeah, makes sense. All right, you gave this one what? Seventy five percent. Okay, seventy five. Okay. So I didn't like it more than nobody. Like I'm telling you, I I just couldn't get over those few scenes where I'm like, this is this dialogue seems weird. These people seem a little competent, and I still have questions with like the plot. Well, then what's uh, what's your uh, three word review? My three word review is going to be. Um, Badass cardigan man. Um, oh, is badass one word? Is that what we're saying? Badass is one word. Okay. okay. Bad cardigan man. All right. Okay. Do okay. Bad cardigan man. I like There's that. There's a few times where we say don't or like we say like can't or like things like that. And that's like don't is technically two words, right? It's a, no, it's Not. one word. It's a contraction. <laughs> well, badass is a little dash in it. So you're saying it's one word because it's hyphenated? <laughs> Bad cardigan man is my three word review. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you will. You're gonna Google is badass one word? <laughs> well, no, bad. No, it's um, yeah, no, badass plays. It plays right. Yeah, man, man, moan. 
Got it. But you're choosing bad instead. All right. Bad no, I'm choosing card- badass. No, badass cardigan man. Okay. Badass cardigan man. Because he was a badass. He was wearing a cardigan. He was a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all true. Um. Okay. Yeah, I respect all that. See, looking at your score messed me up because then I saw my score for nobody and I gave it a 77. I'm not sure if I liked nobody more than this movie, but uh, see, I I can't I can't take I can't take my mind back now that like I, I've already I'm already there. You I'm already in the mud. The score that you had, and I think there's probably a little explanation to it. I think you like Guy Ritchie, you like old Guy Ritchie, and this movie was a great taste of old Guy Ritchie. It was a little taste. See, but here's the thing: I I'm not like a Guy Ritchie fanatic, but every time I watch a Guy Ritchie movie. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like these guys. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just think yeah. they're cool. You want to be dangerous. Yeah, but then I'm going to end up getting killed because that's what happens in all these fucking movies. Everyone dies. So Not, not um, if you're the badass cardigan man. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> hey, not if you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're buying other people beers and they're, they're walking away. Um, How many bought beers are you giving this? Oh, man. I'm giving it uh, seven, 74 bought beers out of uh, 100. That's That was my original score. Then I saw the 77 for nobody, and it made me want to give it at least a 77, but I felt 74 in my heart, so 74 is where I'm at. So It's probably the closest we've ever been to. Where, oh, yeah. I mean, there's been one time 75? where we were like, we got the same score, but this is pretty close. Yeah, I, I'm happy that the audience score didn't uh, beef up any of our scores. Oh, no, I, no, no. There's I always no, score it, no. and I look it up, and I'm like, damn, that was freaking 93. No. Oh, these people are just happy to be at movie theaters, you know, being belligerent and just... Yeah, 93, I mean, that's, we're talking the father sound of metal. Like, that's, yeah. that's a different level. And my uh, my three-word review here is killing them softly. You know, um, this, is, <laughs> this is what I thought of, which is the name of another movie. Yeah. And a song and everything. But <laughs> I just, you know, there's... There's like a first scene where Jason Statham really goes in and just kind of murders everyone, including uh, good old Posty, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it just seems so effortless, like to the point where it's almost comical. But it's it's fun, it's just like a fun scene of yeah. everyone being murdered, and yeah, I was like, oh, this is it's not killing them softly, like just easy. It's like easy <laughs> light work, light work for my guy. Yeah, so that's my headshots too. Review. Like it's always all cool headshots, to see a cool headshot. There's a lot of blood in this movie. Amen. I wasn't prepared for all the killings, um, but I was happy to see them. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, that's the three-word review. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Hey, guys, that sounded great. Uh, can we get everyone to reset? All right. Take two. <laughs>